In the rebuilt Cortland Station beneath the World Trade Center in New York, you can find and maybe run your fingers along artist Anne Hamilton's installation, Chorus. The piece fills the curved platform walls with a marble mosaic of raised letters, spelling out words and phrases from various declarations of rights and desires, inviting passengers to make a new tactile connection with familiar ideas and ideals. In her long career, Hamilton's work has taken many forms from opera to photography, but often, particularly in her large public projects, has in mind this kind of interaction from visitors, coaxing them to rethink the spaces they move through with the help of texts. Hamilton spoke about her long practice at last week's Make Festival in Cork, and ahead of that she guided Culture Files' Rachel Andrews through some monuments and some uncertainties. For me, I think all work forms from acts of attention, and how we pay attention is our making. And so much of the work comes from the acts of finding that occur in that process and responding to what happens as you're actually working. So it's how do you set then the conditions in your practice for that process to unfold and for uh, your own responsiveness to be willing to really turn completely directions as you um, discover something that couldn't have been what you intended but is now something in your path. So that's the finding part. I think it's something that you come over time to recognize, but what's really important is that you actually come to trust that process. Because if you don't trust yourself, you have to allow for not knowing where you're going. And that's so hard for so many in, in it's hard for us to allow that in ourselves, but also when you're working collaboratively or in commissions, then you're really inviting people into the process and you're also asking for their trust and to be taking the risk with you, not knowing, in fact, exactly where it might be going. Yes, and you, you, and you did ask um, Tim Ingold a question about trust. You know, when I get the most nervous and probably the most stressed is when... You know, they want to know emphatically what something will, is or what it will be. And I'm like, I don't know that yet. And so I, I can't know that yet because I don't have everything I need to know that. You know, it's, it's really important as a maker to understand what conditions you need for your own making. And I think for me, one of the things I've really learned over time is that if I can't go spend time in the space, uh, sometimes if you're working at a great distance, you need to be working from photographs, for example. But if I haven't had a chance to walk the feeling or impression of a place into my body, it's very hard for me to know what to respond to. If I could just stand there in 10 seconds, I will know what the correct course is for this. But when you're working at a disadvantage, which is you're working through a photograph, it's very hard because you can't feel all those things that actually enter the complex of relationships that make a condition what it is. So I think some of the more, the really brilliant, wonderful people that I've been lucky enough to work with understand um, how to be that flexible joint between what are sometimes the very rigid needs of the institution to justify funding and all sorts of real pressures with the kind of 
flexibility and the improvisation of an actual process. She started out my talk today partly talking about that relationship between the forms of knowledge that come through the material world and materiality. We make sense of it by the way we use language, which is both material and abstract. I think early on, the work really resisted. And now these large plazas or these walkways that are made up of raised words in relief Every time one passes over them is a new act of composition. And so how do you find the form for it to stay in motion? If you think about it, every book that is read, every page is, is reinvented or reanimated by that reader at that particular moment in time. And that's how something stays alive in the world and that's how something circulates and is passed, right? So, how are those things which we think as being fixed really mutable and always in the process of being made? And I think it's in that way that um, I think about the language coming forward into the work. And one of the works that you've made recently has been uh, sort of responding to the World Trade. I'm going to show that. So it's a, uh, from the it's a national and an international document that are woven in a concordant structure. So that means that there are phrases that come from the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, the national document. So in the States, as they're very familiar, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And those form vertical spines down the length of the subway station. And the horizontal lines, which is the majority of the language, come from the international document, the Declaration of Human Rights, that was crafted after the Second World War and is the basis for most human rights documents going forward. So it was formed at a time of, you know, incredible world trauma. And out of that, this collective agreement. Um, and I think one that is in many ways Eurocentric in the idea of individual rights, but which is a foundational document. So it's in the ground. Uh, this piece is in the ground, and it is that intersection of these two vocabularies. But as you walk along the platform, your eye, your, the pace of your walking, each time you pass, will catch different words. And in that, it's always being composed and recomposed by each person who walks along there. The, the piece physically is white marble mosaic, and the letters are all in slight relief. So it's like white on white. And um, it's really the relief structure that makes the letters and the text legible. While it's not part of the 9-11 uh, memorial or museum, it's the subway stop, the red line number one, through which many people will first visit that memorial site. And so I like thinking about that that language carries up to the civic space that is overhead. To be with something is maybe one of the gestures I hope that the work makes. How does something invite you to enter into relationship with it rather than to consume it?
Anne Hamilton there, and she was talking to Rachel Andrews at this year's Make Symposium at Crawford College of Art and Design in Cork.